All right, here we are. Saturday afternoon. Right here. In the Situation Room. It's the Catch and Rec Podcast. You also know me by now. My name is Pierre Bryce Smith. You can call me P for short. About to get into it. Got a special guest today, Mr. Pavlo BJJ. Straight out of Greece, on the other side of the globe. You know, this dude is uh, Pavlo is a BJJ blue belt. His passion for the art form is undeniable. You know what I mean? All you gotta do is go to Instagram and look up Pavlos DJJ. Great videos, always great content dedicated to the gentle art. You know what I mean? So I got the privilege today to sit down with this man and uh, we're gonna talk Brazilian Jiu Jitsu, martial arts, Japanese Jiu Jitsu, and uh, you know, traveling the world, following your passion, and having fun. All right? Staying in shape. That's what this podcast is all about. And that's exactly what we're going to do. So here we go. Catch the Rec Podcast with my man, Pablo BJJ. Here we go. All right. All right. How you doing, Pavlos? Doing all right, man. You? Good, good, good. How's Greece treating you? Well, Greece, it's uh, amazing. It's beautiful weather here. It's a nice sunny day, warm. And uh, yeah, summer's here. Good, good, good. Well, spring, summer. Spring, summer. Of. You guys got like four, yeah. you got four full seasons over there or what? Yeah, we got four of everything. Yeah, so it gets pretty cold in the winter? Well, not uh, Canada cold. Okay. We might get snow, but it only lasts for like a day or two. Oh, okay. Not bad. That's good. That's yeah. good. A nice little variety. Yeah. That's good. All right. All right. Exactly. So, Pablo. Just a little bit of everything. Yeah. Good, good, good. So, where are you from? You were born and raised over there in Greece or what? Born and raised in Greece, yes. Okay. Okay. Nice, nice. And uh, you speak Greek, obviously, right? And uh, I see your English is fluent, yes. so that's beautiful, man. My English is fluent because I went to an American school in Greece. Oh, okay. And then I also went to, uh, I studied at the University of Michigan. Mm-hmm. And then I also did a master's degree in London. Oh, okay. So yeah, basically English is my primary language. Nice. Even though I live here, Greece is my second language. Cool, cool. So, you know, I know you're a big BJJ fan. So how did you get into uh, Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu? Was it your first martial art or were you a martial artist before? or you, How did you discover this? So when I was a kid, uh, you know, my mother took me to Kung Sudo when I was like 10 years old. Mm-hmm. So I did a little bit of that. Uh, I don't remember anything, of course. But uh, when I was in London, a friend of mine was doing uh, Japanese Jiu-Jitsu or some people call it traditional Jiu-Jitsu. Okay. Which uh, I was uh, very overweight at the time and uh, I did that for... About a year and a half in London, another year in Greece. Mm-hmm. Got to to Greenbelt, and um, 
while I was doing Japanese jiu-jitsu, I, my favorite part was always after the takedown or on the ground. Okay. So uh, I, I didn't know anything about Brazilian jiu-jitsu at the time. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, I loved the, the bottom bottom work of the Japanese jiu-jitsu. Okay. And you know the Japanese jiu-jitsu, what that is, right? No, I'm not sure. I hear a lot of people talk about it. I have an idea. It's the original, you know, the the, the, the grandfather exactly. jiu-jitsu, so, but go ahead. It is the, 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 the as you said, the, the, the mother mm-hmm. martial art. And from Japanese jiu-jitsu, Akita was born. Okay. Brazilian jiu-jitsu, judo, and karate. Oh, okay. So... So Japanese judo, uh, Japanese jiu-jitsu has all those. It has striking, it has takedowns, it has groundwork, it has wrist locks. The, the defense part is called akido. So, so it's like an MMA. It's like an MMA Japanese... bit, right? Exactly. Okay. Yeah. So actually, Japanese jiu-jitsu is probably a, a very effective uh, self-defense street martial art. Okay. So it's uh, it's very good for for women especially. Okay. Yeah. So uh, my my sensei at the time was Chris Lacey in uh, in London. Mm-hmm. He's, he's a great guy. So if anybody's in London and wants to do Japanese jiu-jitsu, definitely uh, hit him up. London jiu-jitsu. Okay. So what, how long ago? How, how long ago was that? That was while I was in London. So that was uh, two thousand four, two thousand five. That's okay. when I started the Japanese jiu-jitsu. So Japanese jiu-jitsu in London, you did a bit. Of, so when you were doing it, it was like the the whole package, right? The ground, the the, the striking, the Aikido part of it. But what you enjoyed Everything. was the ground game. Okay. Yeah, I I enjoy the ground game by far. So then I I finished my yeah. So after I finished my master's degree in in London, I moved back to Greece. Mm-hmm. And uh, over here, the only. Japanese jiu-jitsu school or team that I found was the 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 national team of Greece. Okay. So even though I was way below their level, there was nothing near me that I could that I could train. Mm-hmm. So I had to join the national Greek team and train with those guys, which were which was much more advanced. The only difference was that here they don't have the the traditional Japanese jiu-jitsu. It's more of a competition. Japanese jiu-jitsu, mm. so it's more about points okay. and winning tournaments. While in London, it was you're in a panic situation, you gotta finish, you gotta finish that guy quick and get out of there, you know. Okay, so it's more self-defense in London and a little more sports in Greece. Is that accurate? Exactly. Okay. Exactly. Nice, nice. Yeah. So, how much time did you guys emphasize on the on the ground game when in the Japanese jiu-jitsu? Was there a lot of time dedicated to ground, or was everything divided proportionately? It was pretty equal because you'd always uh, defend the strike, mm-hmm. uh, grapple your opponent to you know to control him, throw him on the ground, and on the ground you finish him okay. with some groundwork, okay. the submission. Actually, some you don't actually you don't always go to the ground, but at the end of the class, the fighting, the the sparring that was between the students was just groundwork. Okay. And was there similarities between Japanese jiu-jitsu ground game and Brazilian jiu-jitsu ground game? Oh, absolutely. Okay. Yes. So the yeah. same basic moves, like, you know, the, the, the traditional armbar triangles and stuff like that, mount and... Of course. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Nice. So how from there, how did you transition to Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu? So after that, um, I, I did hurt... Uh, I, did, I had an injury, so 
I stopped training all together for many years and then you know life kicked in and mm-hmm. work and uh unfortunately yeah my my i have put i had to put my passion aside okay and uh i started training again brazilian jiu-jitsu uh about three years ago okay a little less than three years ago and once again i was i was just working a lot and uh, i needed to I, I became overweight again, mm-hmm. and I needed to find some sort of exercise because I'm also one of those people that has paid a lot of money to the gyms and never went. Right. <laughs> so I, I I need to find something that I actually enjoy to keep me into it. Right. And uh, yeah, my wife, at the, well, she, my girlfriend at the time, told me that uh, this is uh, why not do what you used to love before, find jujitsu. Mm-hmm. And I was searching, I was searching, I was searching, and finally found a school. Because Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu in Greece is, is relatively a new sport. We're, we're way behind oh, okay. the rest of the world. Okay. So uh, if the number of black belts in Greece today, I don't know. I don't think it's more than like 20 black belts in oh, all wow. of the country. Okay. Yeah. So like a purple or a brown belt today is, is a quite a high rank. Okay. So there's not too many options. But I was able to find one and uh, yeah. Of course, I started uh, from white belt again, mm-hmm. and uh, I've been training since, and I'm addicted. So uh, yeah, I'm into competitions now as well. Okay, that's nice. That's nice. But uh, it's amazing the the health benefits, though. You know, I lost a lot of weight. I'm much healthier. I'm eating healthy. It's it's it's, it's a beautiful thing. Yeah, the I, lifestyle I wish, is beautiful, man. Yeah, I, I wish I had started it younger. Yeah, so do I. I was uh, into Muay Thai most of my life. And I, just, I, I mean, I always knew about Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, but I was like, ah, I didn't feel like rolling because I like the action of striking, not knowing that rolling is as action-packed as striking also. So last year or about a year and a half ago, I rediscovered Jiu-Jitsu and I've been addicted since, you know. So I know exactly where you're coming awesome. from. So when you when yeah. you started in Greece, like you said, there's not a lot of black belts. So your instructor was a brown belt, black belt, or you found one black belt. How did you go about that? Well, our head instructor is a black belt. Okay. His, and then he has a few students. My instructor now is a brown belt. Okay. But he's uh, one of the best brown belts in, in Greece. And uh, but still, yeah, brown belt in Greece, like I said, is a, is a high rank. Okay, okay. I mean, brown and, belt. Uh, is brown when I first belt, started, yeah. he was purple. Okay. But he's brown now, yeah. Good, good, good. So you you said you compete. You compete a lot right now, or what? I compete every single chance I get. I don't I don't miss a tournament. Really? So how many how many yeah. tournaments you've been through about right now thus far in the last three years? I haven't thought about that. Maybe like 10. Okay. Good. Yeah. Good. So you, you died, you lose your weight before, like your weight cut and everything? Like, I, I'm actually cutting weight right now. We, we got Greek nationals in 12 days. Nice. Nice, nice, yeah. nice. Okay, okay. That's good, man. So now you, I think you're yeah. blue belt, right? Correct, right now? Yeah, I'm a fresh blue belt. Beautiful. So what was the hardest part for you from white belt to blue? Because I'm still a white belt and I'm still going through it. So for you, what was the hardest transition to learn or if there was any? I, uh, well, the hardest, hardest thing I think was to finally start to 
tell my mind to be calm and relax and not using strength, mm-hmm. but use more your brain to, to, you know, try to think of what's stopping you from doing what you want and then making like this grip that's bothering right now. I need to stop spazzing out and just focus on, you know, countering that grip that's hurting my game. Right. And uh, I think I think every white belt has to go through that. You have to go through that stage where they just stop spazzing and freaking out, and you know, gassing out after the first minute. Right. You just learn to to flow and use strategy because you know BJJ is is fifty percent is a mind game, is a strategy game, and fifty percent is your body weight. For sure, for sure, it's very easy, easier said than done. You know, I tend to use strength and try to muscle a lot of things. Obviously, with you know white belts, sometimes they may work, but you know the higher belts, man, they, you know you know what it is. They just give me that lesson every time. It's hard. <laughs> yeah, man. Okay. Make make no mistake that you know that many people say that oh, you don't need strength and then BJJ and it's no nah. and uh, you know it's the ultimate martial art. That that's rubbish. Yeah, strength I know. is needed. It's obvious. I see Gordon Ryan strength training like crazy. Everybody's doing strength exactly. training, so yeah, okay. it has a benefit. These guys are sure. world champions, of course. Right. They, they they need to have strength. Absolutely. Because when you have somebody in the same level as you, technique wise and skill wise, right? If they're equal match, the strength is going to win. Right. Absolutely. So obviously, it's needed. Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. So you you compete? You compete in gi and no gi or what? I'm not a big fan of no gi. <laughs> I I love competing with gi. Right. Because uh, I don't know my my uh, BJJ idol right now is is Keenan Cornelius and and I love playing with a lapel. I don't know if you know his game. Yeah, I don't know his game too. I know who he is, but I don't know really his game. Like you know what he's good at. But he's a lapel guy, the chokes and everything. Chokes. Uh, he's developed his. He's developed his own style of BJJ, and it's very unique and different. His own guard, mm-hmm. his own sweeps. He's, uh, I mean, the guy is, 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 I consider him a pioneer in the sport. Really? I mean, okay. Many can argue that, but I think, I think he's developed his own way of doing things, and, and I really like his way of thinking and how he approaches the sport. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, because the, the old school jiu-jitsu with the new school jiu-jitsu, there, there's a difference. And he's definitely taking jiu-jitsu to, an, to another level. Okay. So what's, what is the difference so, yeah. between the old school and new school, in your opinion? Well, okay. I'm, I'm not the most experienced BJJ guy, but in, in my opinion, I, I, I think that the old school was a lot of uh, more. It was, a, it was a slower game. and There was a lot of a pressure passing and smash passing and... Mm-hmm. Well, the the new guys are a lot quicker and they're jumping around left and right over, you know. Mm. It's, it's a faster game. And, uh, well, the Keenan's thing is a, is, a, is a category of its own. But, yeah, I would say it's it's, it's, a, it's a faster game right now. Faster game, okay. Play. Yeah. And I see, obviously, the leg, lock, leg locks are coming back in a little more nowadays. I've seen, I've noticed. Yeah, they're, they're back in style. Right. It, you know, I, I actually read an article recently that it said that the, all these styles kind of rotate over the years. Right. And uh, before it was like uh, monster passing. Now it's leg locks. So, you know, these things go around and come around all the time. Of course, of course. Leg locks are definitely in fashion. For sure. And they're effective. I mean, you know, especially with the 
a lot of traditional guys had neglected that for a while. So, you know, you see guys getting caught with leg locks now. But, yeah, it's definitely part, a good thing to add to the game. Well, the, the thing is, that, you know, IBJJF only allows one leg lock until until you get to brown belt. And that's a straight foot lock. Oh, okay. Wow. I wasn't... So, the the no, we don't really train much leg locks in our gym because... You know, and we're all like lower belts anyway, but right. it's also something very dangerous, the leg lock. Right. Like teaching a, a white belt or a blue belt, a leg lock, like a heel hook or something like that, mm-hmm. you can so easily hurt, hurt your, your teammate. If, you know, it's, it's, it's a very dangerous tool. I think that's why the reason why IBJJF does not allow it okay. to the higher ranks. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I keep hearing the same thing because apparently you may not feel it, you know, you 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 know, you don't feel it till after it's, the injury's been uh, sustained. You know what I mean? So a lot of people are saying that. So it's very dangerous indeed. Yeah. So yeah. So uh, with the way you train, you train more, you know, self defense jujitsu or competition jujitsu, like sports jujitsu, or is there you know, there's no difference right for you guys? now? Well, in BJJ, it's. I think BJJ, as, a, as in general, is more of a sport than a self-defense. Mm-hmm. The well, actually, no, that's not true. There are some BJJ schools that focus more on self-defense rather than sport. Right. Um, uh, there's there's two Gracie brothers that uh, um, I forget their names that are very adamant about making BJJ about self-defense right. rather than sport. Yeah, but, no, Hickson, um, Hickson definitely has that philosophy back to self-defense. Exactly, yeah, Hickson yeah. is one of them, yeah. And he also works with all the police uh, bureaus and all that stuff to help, you know, right. their, their skills on the streets. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, no, I'm do, I'm doing more of the competition BJJ, let's say. Okay, okay. Still good, it's still, it's still effective. Wrong, it's still for, very effective. Oh, but, hell yeah, I know, yeah. I know, for sure. So you say you don't you don't like to compete in uh, gi. Do you train in no gi at all? I mean, I mean, you say you didn't like to compete really in no gi, but do you train in no gi at all? Or I do. We we do no gi once or twice a week. Okay. Uh, it's even though I don't enjoy it as much, it's uh, it, it's it's a workout. Yeah, for Probably sure. It's is amazing. So it's any knowledge is good knowledge. Okay. So how often you train per week? Uh, when I'm uh. When I'm in uh, 100% uh, BJJ mode, I do five or six times a week. Mm-hmm. Where sometimes I get really busy at work and I just can't follow, so I it's three or four. Okay. But yeah, minimum three, maximum six. Okay, so on a, on a good week, you're, you're gonna try to max out to five, six, and when you're super busy, maybe three if you if you're lucky, kind of thing. Three or four, yeah. Okay. Well, I I also count the the open mats as a, as a training session. Oh, right? of course, yeah. Okay, yeah. so open mat, you just get with your friends, you go roll kind of thing? Yeah, and okay. either with uh, within the team or sometimes, you know, other teams will have like an open for all teams and mm-hmm. you go get to meet and, you know, roll with new people, which is, that's my favorite. Because, you know, when you when you roll with the same people for the time, everyone knows them, you go try. Right. Grab a lapel, you know? Right, So right. they always like tuck them in real tight. <laughs> right. But, uh, yeah, it's always fun to roll with new people. Okay, cause uh, yeah, so your 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 team and your gym they don't have uh issues with that with rolling with other gyms and stuff like that, cause you know back in the days I heard it was a you know was kind of frowned upon, you know to skip gym to gym or go you know what I mean. Now I don't know how do you guys my, feel about that. My gym absolutely not. My my 
my professor is, is really cool. He's, he says, yeah, go do whatever you like and mm-hmm. everybody's welcome. Or you can go train wherever else. But there, there's other gyms here that uh, are, are, like you said, old school. Like, no, you guys can't go there and we don't want anybody coming here. But, it's, you know, every, every, every teacher is different. Okay, okay. Nice. So, yeah, man, I see online, like, you post a lot of videos and stuff. So, do you... Do you learn a lot with the videos? Uh, how do you? What's your approach with videos and uh, you know watching YouTube videos or BJJ videos? Well, w- when I first started the uh, competitions in BJJ, mm-hmm. you know, I I like to whatever I do, I like to do it right and I like to be prepared. So I spent a lot of time online looking at videos, okay. especially I don't know if you've seen the Chujitsu, uh, Chewy, sorry, mm-hmm. Chewy's channel, Chujitsu, how he calls. It. No. Name, like I'm not sure he does it. Okay. He he has a lot of YouTube videos up there, and you know he explains about cutting weight. He the psychology of getting ready for a fight, about how tips for white belts. He has some, he has a fantastic YouTube channel. So I watched I probably watched all his his whole channel, many hours of videos. Okay. But in general, because I found myself searching through the internet for a lot of videos, after a while, you know. Actually, I wasn't even really into Instagram, and uh, uh, then uh, after I, I found somebody told me that you can also search on Instagram for videos. Mm-hmm. I signed up like three years ago, or whatever. I'm not sure when I opened it up. Two years ago, and I, I saw something I liked, and then I'm like, okay, let me share it. Mm-hmm. So great, I shared it, and uh, everyone the next day in class was talking about the video. So uh, it just started something as a as a personal video page just to store my videos right and uh, I, all of a sudden i i noticed it started growing and growing and growing and i was getting a lot of traction and and now it's kind of become kind of my hobby and i'm uh, you know i play on instagram and i i post techniques techniques that i like and my profile started growing and i got a lot of attention so yeah i'm very happy for that yeah man it's great videos man so you you follow a lot of the tips you post or what like you'll try those moves and with success. Oh yes. Yeah. Okay. Absolutely. Okay. Yeah. But with success is not always. But <laughs> yeah, but I try. <laughs> okay. Good. Good. Nah, they're great videos. Yeah. I, I try to apply some of the stuff too, man. For sure. For sure. Okay. So when you're not on the mats, you know what I mean. Do you actually like, hey, I'm gonna look at this video. I'm gonna try this move that I seen, and uh, you know, how often do you drill versus roll? How often? Well. In, uh, in class or in my own time? I mean, in class or in your own time. Like, how do you divide that up, you know? In class, we pretty much do a, um, a warm-up. Mm-hmm. We do drills. Then we do a little technique. And then we, we roll in the end. It's it's pretty standard all the right. time. Right. Okay. Same Except for me. Fridays, uh-huh. we just add a bit more to the rolling because Friday is a fun day. We okay. roll a little longer than usual. Okay. The good thing about the classes here in Greece is that they're an hour and a half. Oh, okay. Uh, well, you know, one thing I like to do is I like to visit classes in different countries. Mm-hmm. All the classes in the U.S. are pretty much an hour. Absolutely, yeah. And I feel in an hour, it's it, it's not enough time mm-hmm. to, to get your warm-up, your drill, your technique, and your sparring in one hour. That, that's tough. Right. And then you got to stretch in the end as well, right? I mean, me, we kind of stretch of our own, but we have the traditional, like, yeah, warm-up, drills, roll. At the, I train at American Top Team, so that's how we do it over there. 
yeah that's that's a great team yeah for sure for sure yeah so i know you, you where do you, where are you located i'm in uh, coconut creek florida oh okay cool yeah so nice. uh, i'm fortunate to live maybe five minutes from the gym so I, I i get the best you know what i mean excellent yeah so i know you've traveled uh you know from your videos i see you travel all over the world so you take your gi everywhere with you when you go uh, on the road or what Absolutely. I pack my key before my underwear. <laughs> That's good. I like that. Okay. So you've been everywhere. You've seen many gyms. What are some of the gyms or instructors that stood out to you where you've been? Some of your favorite spots? Um, um, um. Let's see. I would have to say I spent a lot of time in uh, in Ottawa in Canada. Okay. And I spent about a month or two over there. And uh, I the gym that I went to was uh, Terien, it's called. Mm-hmm. Terien Jiu-Jitsu. And uh, the instructor there, his name's his name's Ellie. He I got some really good lessons there because he has a very nice old school pressure game. Okay. Which is something I had not really seen before. And I, his, he has a really nice way of teaching. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, actually, the, the the reason why also I signed up for his gym is because, you know, when I went there, many, many times I go to the other gyms and I feel like it's all about the the money. They're, like, really pressuring me to sign up. Okay. But I went to Ellie's gym and he never mentioned anything. He didn't try to push any forms or he didn't even talk about money. He's like, yeah, man, come train with us for a week. And if you like it, you sign up. If you okay. like it, it's all good. You know, he was very chill about it. Mm-hmm. And I felt like he loved the sport more than he loved his, the actual Biz- job. The business. Okay. Okay. Exactly. So that for me is, uh, was, was very cool. And that was, I spent an amazing one or two months up there with him. Nice. So when you travel, you actually have to join each gym you go to. You can't just show up like, hey, you know, like a guest for a day or two or a week. Some some gyms do that and they'll, they'll let you come in for a day or two with no charge. Others, they say, yeah, it's, it's, it's you know, some, some gyms in Florida, they were like, oh, yeah, 20 bucks a session. Okay. Like the day. Okay. I mean, that's not too bad. You know what I mean? It's, it's not too bad, but I, I, I if, if I kind of like the idea that the BJJ practitioners are more of like a, a brotherhood or family, and you know, right? Yeah, man, you visit like if somebody would visit Greece, I tell them come roll with us for like a one, two, three days a week, whatever it is, and of course nobody's gonna ask them for any money because right. we love to roll with people. It's our passion. Right. Okay. Yeah. Nice, nice. So the gym in Ottawa, what's it called? Teddy Yen, you said. Terrien, yes. Terrien, oh, okay. Terrien, okay. It's spelled a uh, um, Terrien. It's it's a French name, so it sounds a little. I, don't, I can't say it properly. Yeah, Terrien, probably. I think. Probably, yeah. Okay, okay. So that's one of the ones that stood out for you, just the way, you, not only the the jujitsu game, but his approach to you know the hospitality, exactly. right? Exactly, and, and the hospitality, the instructor, everything was really cool. Nice, nice. Okay, okay. So do you do you do any uh, strength training for your BJJ game? And if so, what kind of strength training do you do? Uh, I do not. Okay. Not because I don't want to. It's just because I have no more time. Unfortunately, okay. Okay. I, I'm also a father. I'm a husband. You know, I work a lot. Right. And 
it's there's no more time. If I if I was if I had more time, I definitely put in a day or two of of strength and conditioning, like weightlifting or or uh, or CrossFit or something like that. Right. For sure. No, I get it. I get it. But I know in your warm up, you probably do some push ups, little calisthenics, stuff like that, right? Yeah, of course. Yeah, and BJJ is definitely there's some strength training involved in BJJ. All the pushing, the pulling, the holding that uh, will burn your exactly. forearms really nice too. You know. Absolutely. Yeah. So what's next for you? This is something for life for you. I'm imagining. You know what? I've since I was a little kid, I've always wanted to get a black belt, mm-hmm. whether it's judo or oh, actually I was doing some judo too when I was younger. But I forgot that. Okay. Anyway. Where it was judo, jiu-jitsu, karate, tangsudo. I've I've always wanted to have a black belt, and I think I'm definitely sticking to BJJ for the black belt. For it's sure. been one of my life. You know, you, I gotta tick that box. <laughs> I know, I know. It's uh, yeah, for sure, and it's so much fun. So it's, you know, just keep with it, and I'm sure you'll get it. So three yeah. years. How long did it take you to get the blue from white to blue? Uh, about. Two years. Okay, two about years. About two years in a month, two years, two months, I got my blue. Okay. And it's about what? About two Three. years for each belt, depending on the practitioner and uh, obviously, right? Yeah, that sounds about right. About two years per belt. Right, right, right. Okay, okay. That's... Some people go faster, some people go slower. Right. Uh, you know, my my instructor is not too, too into the, you know, giving stripes and promoting people. It's like, when you're ready, you're ready. Right. Just, you know, They'll let you know. You'll know. For yeah, sure. Exactly. For sure. For sure. So now you, you mentioned Keenan and Cornelius as one of your favorites. Uh, who else you admire? Who else's style do you like and, uh, you know, you think is out there? Um, a Cyborg came to Greece and he did a seminar. Ooh, okay. And, How was uh, that? That was awesome. I really enjoyed that seminar. Really? You okay. Know, he, not only the the way he taught and the techniques he showed, but he also had a very uh, enlightening Q and A session in the end okay. about the the mindset of the competitor and how he lives his life that that he that surrounds his sport and it was very inspiring the things he said and he, you know he, when you teach with a smile and you love what you do it it makes for fun a fun thing you know where no matter what it is whether it's seminar or sport or anything right and he. He's one of those guys that teaches with a smile. Nice. So it's, it's he's fun to be with. That's good. That's good. So any tips? What, what what do you remember about the mindset of a competitor? That uh, anything that you remember that you can share with us? Well, one thing that I was it was I was amazed and I was shocked is that you know many of us we when we're in a competition time of the year mm-hmm. we're very strict with our diet. We don't drink. We do this. We do that. Cyborg is in competition mode. All the time, mm-hmm. he doesn't have any breaks. Like he never drinks, okay. he never uh, parties. He's all about, you know, his family, his uh, his life, his his training and his school. And he he's on. He's he's ready to compete at all times. Wow. He never has to prepare or cut weight. He's always ready. Wow. And, uh, yeah, that was very impressive. That's that discipline right there. That's that's tough. Yeah. To maintain that year round with family life, you know, it's it's not easy. Definitely. For sure, for sure, man. So uh, how often do you travel? You travel, uh, what, several times a year or what? Because you seem to be everywhere. Yeah, I travel, I travel a lot because um, my job requires me to travel as well. So mm-hmm. it kind of works well. 
Okay. That uh, I don't just travel for BJJ. Like mm-hmm. I might go to to Japan for some business, and I'll take the opportunity to find a school near my hotel where I'm staying, and you know, go okay. in a session or sing for wherever, and yeah. So, so you just Google. You'll let's say you go to Japan. You'll go. You'll Google BJJ schools, and you'll look at the reviews. Is that how you go about it? That too, but there's also a Facebook page called B, well, the BJJ Globetrotters. You know oh, those okay. guys? No, I don't know. I didn't know that BJJ Globetrotters. Okay. The Globetrotters, they're they're a team, mm-hmm. and uh, um, they they're very laid back BJJ practitioners, and you know, sometimes you say, "Hey guys, I'm in." Tampa or wherever, mm-hmm. what do you guys recommend to go around here? And everyone's going to say, yeah, go there, go there. This guy's good. This guy's like this. These guys don't like outsiders. You know, they, they give you the scoop. <laughs> okay. Oh, that's good to know. Yeah. Right. BJJ Globetrotters. Okay. Okay. Good, good. So what, any tips for somebody who's going to travel around and it wants to go to, you know, wants to travel, do BJJ while they're traveling and working, what would you, what kind of tips would you give them? How should we prepare for that? Hmm. Uh, tips for traveling and BJJ um, always have a light gear with you at all times and you'll, you'll find a school you'll find okay. a school everywhere there's always a school somewhere okay. you gotta have your gi gotta have your gi okay for sure and yeah. you gotta have some uh, some uh, laundry service at the hotel right yeah definitely <laughs> for sure alright man Pavlos man thank you for your time I appreciate it I'll send you a copy before I post this so you could uh, Thanks, check buddy. it out and give me, you know, uh, some feedback. I, I hope you you got what you liked. I did, I did, um, man. It was very enlightening, man. Thank you. Again, I'm I'm just a blue belt, blue belt, and I saw you guys. You interview some pros, so hey, I, I, I interview if, uh, anybody that I find interesting. <laughs> I, I really don't care about rank or status. If somebody's doing something I find interesting and cool. You know, I usually reach out and, uh, you know, and just want to chat. You know what I mean? And I can learn anything mm-hmm. from a white belt to black belt to a blue belt. Uh, you know, I don't. Uh, everybody got something to, to bring to the table, I believe. So, you know, you cool. certainly do, man. Cool. All right. All right, boy. Thank you very much. All right. Take care, man. We'll keep in touch. Have a good day. Bye-bye. You too. Bye. Guess I got no choice. Rats in the front room, roaches in the back, junkies in the alley with the baseball bat. I tried to get away, but I couldn't get far. Cause a man with the tow truck repossessed my car. Don't push me, cause I'm close to the edge. I'm trying not to lose my head. <laughs> It's like a jungle sometimes. It makes me wonder how I keep from going under. 
Standing on the front stoop, hanging out the window, watching all the cars go by, roaring as the breezes blow. A crazy lady living in a bag, eating out of garbage pails, used to be a fag hag, such a dance to tango, skipped the life and dango, was her gone prince, and seemed to lost her senses. Down at the peep show, watching all the creeps, so she can tell the stories to the girls back home. She went to the city and got so, so, so did it, she had to get a pimp, she couldn't make it on her own. Don't push me, cause I'm close to the edge. I'm trying not to lose my head. <laughs> It's like a jungle sometimes. It makes me wonder how I keep from going under. It's like a jungle sometimes. It makes me wonder how I keep from going under. My brother's doing fast on my mother's TV. Says she watches too much. It's just not healthy. All my children in the daytime, Dallas at night. Can't even see the game or the Sugar Ray fight. The bill collectors, they ring my phone and scare my wife when I'm not home. Got a bum education, double digit inflation. Can't take the train to the job. There's a strike at the station. Neon King Kong standing on my back. Can't stop to turn around. Broke my sacroiliac, a mid range migraine, cancer membrane. Sometimes I think I'm going insane. I swear I might hijack a plane. Don't push me. Call, I'm close to the edge. I'm trying not to lose my head. It's like a jungle sometimes. It makes me wonder how I keep from going under. It's like a jungle sometimes. It makes me wonder how I keep from going under. Cause the teacher's a jerk, he must think I'm a fool And all the kids go reaper, I think it'd be cheaper If I just got a job, learn to be a street sweeper I dance to the beat, shuffle my feet Wear a shirt and tie and run with the creeps Cause it's all about money, ain't a damn thing funny You got to have a con in this land of milk and honey They pushed that girl in front of the train Took her to the doctor, sewed her arm on the game Stabbed that man right in his heart Gave him a transplant for a brand new start I can't walk through the park cause it's crazy after dark Keep my hand on my gun cause they got me on the run I feel like an outlaw, broke my last glass jaw Hear them say you want some more living on a seesaw Don't push me cause I'm close to the edge I'm trying not to lose my head Say what? It's like a jungle sometimes It makes me wonder how I keep from going under It's like a jungle sometimes It makes me wonder how I keep from going under It's like a jungle sometimes, it makes me wonder how I keep from going under. It's like a jungle sometimes, it makes me wonder how I keep from going under. A child is born with no state of mind, blind to the ways of mankind. God is smiling on you, but he's frowning too, because only God knows what you'll go through. You'll grow in the ghetto, living second rate, and your eyes will sing a song of deep hate. The places you play and where you stay looks like one great big alleyway. You'll admire all the number book takers, thugs, pimps, and pushers, and the big money makers. Driving big cars, spending 20s and 10s, and you want to grow up to be just like them. Huh. Smugglers, scramblers, birds. Burglars, gamblers, pickpocket peddlers, even panhandlers. You say, I'm cool, huh? I'm no fool. But then you wind up dropping out of high school. Now you're unemployed, all non-void. Walking around like your pretty boy Floyd. Turn stick up, kid, but look what you done did. Got sent up. 
for an eight-year bid. Now your manhood is choking. You're a make tag. Spend the next two years as an undercover fag being used in the fuse to serve like hell. Till one day you was found hung dead in the cell. It was plain to see that your life was lost. You was cold and your body swung back and forth. But now your eyes sing the sad, sad song of how you live so fast and die so young. So don't push me, cause I'm close to the edge. I'm trying not to lose my head. <laughs> It's like a jungle sometimes. It makes me wonder how I keep from going under. <laughs> It's like a jungle sometimes. It makes me wonder how I keep from going under. <laughs> 